Hey, my name's Adam, and I am the West Shore Campus Pastor here at Coastline Church on beautiful Vancouver Island. Welcome to our podcast. All the content that you will find here is meant to point you to Jesus and encourage you in your journey wherever it is that you find yourself. So thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the message. It's Mother's Day. Let's hear it for our moms this morning. We have a, a very special song that I've got for you. This, is, this has been on my, in my car. I think Shandy is the one who found this song. We've just been listening to it over and over and over again. Is it working? I wanted to hear it this morning. I want you to experience what I experienced. Okay, listen to these words. This is for all the moms. Ready? It's called I Love My Mom. I love my mom. I love my. There we go. I love my mom. 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 If my mom tells me to clean my room, I clean my room because I love my mom. That's perfect. There we go. Thank you, Eric. That's good. That's good. That's good. Shandy plays that for my kids. She's trying to get them to clean. We're onto her. Uh, parenting, what I've come to learn about parenting is it's, it's so much harder than it looks. Uh, I remember when I first got into youth ministry as a youth pastor, I, I was convinced that I knew how to raise other people's children. And uh, I realized now that I was an absolute idiot. And, uh, and uh, raising children is harder than it looks. Parenting is so much harder than I thought it would be. We have four of them, and sometimes I wonder... What were we thinking? Just kidding, just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Um, but nothing prepares you to be a parent. And, and can I say just, just right off the top, now I know many of you moms today, you're going to receive a card that says world's best mom. And you are, so own it, girl. You got this. It's really great. But, but I want to speak a, a little bit of truth, if I can. And I want you to know that it's normal if you do not feel like the best mom in the world. In fact, I would like to make the argument that it's okay to be the okayest mom in the world too. Um, I mean, let's be real. Jesus' own parents um, made a ton of mistakes. And I'm pretty sure that Mary and Joseph did a good job with raising the savior of the world. And so that's impressive. In fact, if, I think I could also make an argument that Mary and Joseph may actually be average at best type parents. And, and if they can raise Jesus in a way that, that he didn't mess up, like he did pretty good. And if they can raise Jesus the way they did, and they can live the way they did, and Jesus can turn out the way he did, there's this part of me that steps back and says, well, maybe, maybe we put a little bit too much pressure on ourselves sometimes to be the world's best parent. And so I want to do something interesting today. I want us to look at Luke chapter 3. If you, if you brought your Bible with you, I encourage you to turn with me there. If you didn't bring a Bible, we'll have the words on the screen. But I want to take a moment as an ode to Mother's Day. 
And I want to share some observations that I've made about Mary and Joseph's parenting style that hopefully will encourage some of us today, okay? So if you have your Bible, turn with me to Luke chapter 3, verse 41. And it says this, right off the top, it says these words. It says, every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the uh, Passover festival. In other words, what we kind of glean from this little piece of information is that every year, Jesus' parents took Jesus on a family road trip. That's interesting. I don't know about you, but some of my best and some of my worst memories were on family road trips. I remember the time, I've probably shared this because I think it's hilarious, but uh, I remember the time I took my family to um, Fairmont Hot Springs, and uh, while we were there, we were going on a hike, and there was a bunch of bear warnings, and so we went to Canadian Tire, and I bought bear spray, and I, I had never used bear spray in my life, but I felt like it's probably good to have it considering there was bears around, and so so here we are. We're hiking up the mountains. We're in the Rockies, and, and uh, as we get higher and higher up into the mountains, and we start seeing bear scat, I start thinking to myself, I would feel pretty dumb if a bear came and I didn't know how to use the bear spray. <laughs> and so I was like, I should pra- pra- probably practice. And so, so here I am, I'm like, kids, kids, check this out. This is going to be really great. Watch this. And so I, I open up the bear spray and I get ready to spray. I'm like, Benson, watch. <laughs> and I shoot the bear spray. But at just the right, or shall I say, worst moment ever, <laughs> A big gust of wind came, and all the bear spray went right inside of my four-year-old's face. World's best dad, right there. You know, uh, it was a pretty awkward moment, to say the least. Kind of killed the vibe. Um, We we turned it around a little bit, because my my friend became a police officer, and I learned that if you you have to get bear spray, or not bear spray, but maced. And so I was like, basically, Benson, you're a police officer now. You're welcome. And... uh, uh, essentially, what, what I learned in that moment is um, I had a great threat for the rest of my life. I could just say, I've bear sprayed you once, I'll do it twice. And so, just kidding, that's like so bad. And, uh, but, 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 but there's a certain amount of, of, of pressure and tension and stress that comes with going on a family road trip. And Mary and Joseph, they took Jesus on family road trips all the time. I saw it right there. Every year they went. That's what we learned. Verse 42. When Jesus was 12 years old, they attended the festival as usual. What we see here is Jesus' parents raised preteens. Now, I thought that changing diapers was the grossest thing that I would ever experience until I had preteens. And I realized that they actually get grosser as they get older. And Jesus' parents, they had preteens. We see that very clearly. Verse, Verse 13. After the celebration was over, they started home to Nazareth. But Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents didn't miss him at all at first. We'll just stop right there. This is how you know that they parented preteens. Because it says very clearly, his parents didn't miss him at all at first. I don't know about you, but there are seasons in my life where I do not miss my children at all. And it is really great when they are not there. (laughs) It continues. What I love about this is Mary and Joseph just had honest moments. They were flesh and blood people. They were just like you, just like me. 
His parents didn't miss him at all at first because they assumed that he was among the other travelers. But when he didn't show up that evening, they started looking for him among their relatives and their family, or, or the relatives and their friends. You see, Jesus' parents, they got themselves into trouble for assuming. All of a sudden, they noticed that Jesus isn't there, and it says that they, they assumed that he was somewhere else. And I think of my own parenting, and I think of my own life, and I think of my own story, and I look back and I realize, oh my word, I've gotten myself in a lot of trouble in times for assuming stuff. I don't have all the facts, so I assume this or I assume that. And assuming will get you into some trouble. It continues, verse 45. When they couldn't find him, they went back to Jerusalem to search for him there. Now, this is a piece of biblical literature that we don't really talk about all that much. But Mary and Joseph lost Jesus. <laughs> That's interesting. Like, it's a big deal when you lose your own child. <laughs> Let's be honest. Like that, obviously, that would be the worst. But Mary and Joseph, they're entrusted by God to raise the Savior of the world. <laughs> And Mary and Joseph lose Jesus. I think that we should start cutting ourselves a little bit of slack. If Mary and Joseph can lose Jesus, I think it's okay if you lose your cool every once in a while. Let's continue on. Verse 46. Three days later. So for three days... Mary and Joseph lost Jesus. Not just a little casual, oh, where's Jesus? Oh, he's in his bedroom. Oh, where's Jesus? He's in the tree fort. For three days, they are running around, panicking, thinking to themselves, we just lost Jesus. They finally discovered him in the temple, sitting amongst the religious leaders and teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. All who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. What we see in this is we see that Jesus' parents parented through times of uncertainty, parented through stress, through crisis, through panic. I, I, I can remember a time where I thought I lost Thomas in a, in a, in a I mean, I lost an anonymous child that is not named um, in my family at the mall. It was only for like 15 seconds, but that feeling of like, oh my word, what have I done? I, I am literally the worst. And, and, and for three days, Mary and Joseph, they're, 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 they're frantic. I, 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 I poked a little fun at it, but, but, but that was a serious moment. Like just to imagine the depths of concern, the fear, the, the, the panic, as, as they're trying to put, put, put two and two together. Where on earth could Jesus be? Where on earth is my son? And, and, and they, they, they would have been awful. And there's Jesus in the temple. It says in verse 46 or 48, his parents didn't know what to think. In other words, Jesus' parents didn't have all the answers. 
all the time. And for some reason, we have this pressure on our shoulders that, that makes us feel like we have to have all the answers all the time. And we have to, we have to be, be perfect. We have, to, we, have to, we have to have it all together. But his parents didn't know what to think. They're, they're, they're trying, to, trying to process what, what just took place. How, how did this just happen? What on earth is going on? And I really appreciate the humility that his parents bring to the table. Son, Jesus, Mary says to him, why have you done this to us? Like your father and I have been frantic, searching for you everywhere. Like, like, why didn't you tell us that you're going to the temple? Like, like, you can't just go walking off. Like, how were we to know that that's where you were? How would, how would we know that? And what I, what, I, what I appreciate about this honest moment is this, this mom talking to her son. And Jesus' parents had honest and awkward parenting conversations with Jesus. And it, it somehow speaks to me that as a parent, I need to not be afraid to have honest and awkward conversations with my kids as well. That, that, that God has entrusted me to be a part of their world, to raise them. And if I'm gonna raise them, I need to, I need to have awkward and honest conversations with them. See, Kids don't just copy everything you do. Well, they tend to copy all the annoying things you do, but they're not necessarily the good things all the time. And sometimes we've got to draw that stuff out of them. And so, so have those awkward and honest conversations. I love verse 49. Jesus looks back at his mom. But why did you need to search, Mom. Didn't you know that I must be in my father's house? And I think I can make a pretty good argument that Jesus just talked back to his own mom right there. And Jesus talked back to Mary, and your kids will talk back to you. And that is part of what parenting looks like. <laughs> Having those conversations with your children. Next one but they didn't understand what he meant. They didn't understand. Jesus' parents had Jesus talk back to him, to them, and Jesus' parents struggled to understand what their son was going through. And that's interesting. Because there's gonna be seasons where you will struggle to understand what your children are going through as well. And it's a fascinating thought. It continues further, verse 51. And then he returned to Nazareth. He'd returned to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. And his mother stored all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all the people. And we see something really special in this tiny little story we see this idea that imperfect parents raised Jesus. And Jesus turned out pretty good. 
And so maybe we can do that too. I want to invite Josh back up just for a moment. And I want to, I want to pray with you this morning. We wanted to leave tons of time after the service to be able to, to have a coffee, to, to be able to celebrate, take some pictures, spend some time with mom. But as we just wrap up the service today, I really wanted to pray for each person here. It's not easy living life in 2023. One, it's not easy to be a parent. I get it. But it's also not easy just to be a human at times. We live in a very complicated era. And in a very complicated era that needs help. And my favorite thing about God and my favorite thing about Christianity, my favorite thing about how this whole thing works is that God stepped in to bring hope in quite possibly the most awkward means ever. Like if we just step back and think about how, how wild of an idea it was that God's rescue plan for humanity needed to be cared for by a mom. Like your, your role as a mom is so significant. The, the care, the, the nurture, the, the, the comfort that you bring is extraordinary. And in many ways, there's an assault on that quality in our culture today. This idea that, that women need to be silenced or this idea that women's voice doesn't matter. Like it is very interesting to me that God's rescue plan for humanity, Jesus came as a baby that needed to be raised by a woman. It's very interesting to me that the first person to see Jesus after he rose from the grave was a woman. Yet we live in a culture that so often tries just to silence the voice of the woman. So I want to do something we, we, we never, ever, ever, ever do. If you're a lady, may I ask you to stand? And we would like to pray for you. You don't need to be the world's best mom. You can be the world's okayest mom. In fact, I want to also say, you don't need to be a mom in order to be complete. Jesus, if we're going to model anything after Jesus, we should model what it looks like to be, to be full and complete. Jesus never had any kids. Jesus never got married. So, so you, can, you can write that narrative off. To be, to be full and to complete, be complete means to, to find out who you are, who you're meant to be in Christ. So I want to pray a blessing over you. Jesus, I thank you for every woman in this room today. I thank you for who they are. I thank you for what you're doing inside their hearts. I thank you that, Father, you know them better than you know them. God, where there is brokenness and where there is hurts, I pray for healing. I pray for restoration. Father, where there have been lies spoken over them, where there have been walls placed around them. Father, I pray for breakthrough in Jesus' name.
I pray for newness in Jesus' name. I pray, Father, that each woman standing in this room today would be able to see themselves as you see them, as your intentional creation, planned, created, made for such a time as this. Father, I pray that you would help them to see themselves through your lens. And Father, I pray that you would help them to see others the way you see others. Jesus, thank you for the ladies in this church. I pray that you would bless them, protect them, give them great hair. In your name we pray, amen, amen.